Let's go. Dermot and Dave. <laughs> Dermot and Dave's Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Now, this is the cause of a lot of beef in households across the across Ireland. It's why Dermot and I no longer share hotel rooms. <laughs> this is true. Well, look, there's nothing that impacts uh, on your mind, your body and your spirit than snoring. Whether you're a snorer or living with one, Professor Seamus Lanan is a Deputy Medical Director of Beacon Hospital and Consultant in Respiratory and General Internal Medicine and he's here to chat all about snoring. Uh, hello Seamus, how are you? Good morning guys, lovely to hear you. And you? Uh, uh, sorry, not something my wife says uh, every night when I snore beside her. She does not say lovely to hear you. <laughs> she, <laughs> she says things like get out and go and sleep in one of the kids' beds, you fool. <laughs> We're talking about snoring, Seamus. And it's 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 not working out in my house, I'll be honest with you. So snoring is very common, um, often a cause of concern and and sometimes marital discussions, <laughs> um, because often it is the bed partner who will notice what's going on. Um, and and be worried about it, frankly, sometimes, because sometimes they'll hear somebody snoring and and worry that breathing is stopping or being interrupted um, and feel that they sometimes have to wake up the person beside them mm. um, just to make sure they take that next breath. So so that, that that's a little bit upsetting sometimes. And what are the factors, do you think, Seamus, that can lead to snoring where it becomes an issue? So I think, you know, the, the act of snoring is making a noise when you're asleep uh, as you breathe in. So anything that is increasing the labor or increasing the work of having to breathe in when you're asleep um, uh, makes it worse. So, so classically, you know, lying on your back is frequently an issue. And the reason being is, is that the soft tissues on the throat kind of push back against each other and sort of narrow the space at the back of the throat. And it's breathing in through that narrow space that makes the kind of you know <laughs> noisy sort of breath in snoring sound. So, so one of the factors is lying on your back. If your neck or your collar size is a bit larger than average, uh, so people say if it's over a size 17 for men, uh, that will significantly increase the amount of snoring. And that can relate to your overall weight or your overall body size. What about external things and things? Because it sounds like other than obviously we could lose weight, I suppose, to reduce the, the collar size. But I mean, there are other things that just play a part of this lifestyle, you know, choices. things. Like that. So what else is, is contributing to this? So if if you're going to bed very tired, uh, you tend to sleep deeper, obviously. And so sleep deprivation uh, which we all experience to a certain extent because we're all up early and and um, and then going to bed later. That'll have an impact. Um, medications will have an impact or drugs in general and alcohol is a particular problem in this regard. So people will report that they have a couple of drinks at night, they go to bed and their snoring is much worse. And and then there's there's a kind of there's a medical subtext to all of this in that snoring is so bad, it actually becomes a medical problem and moves from being a disruption in the bedroom 
to um, actually becoming an illness or a disease and, and that disease is called sleep apnea syndrome. Moving on to the solutions, because I'd say that's what the exhausted partner of a snorer is waiting for here. Um, yep. Firstly, I'm constantly boring the team in here with my advice for taping your mouth closed at nighttime <laughs> and the benefits of encouraging nasal breathing and what it can do for snoring and other things as well. Uh, is there any truth to that in your experience or does it just make you look silly and basically kill your sex life? <laughs> no, I think um, I think the whole mouth taping thing is really interesting. It's based on a Russian physicist called Butenko, um, who was a great advocate of nasal breathing. Uh, nasal breathing does condition the breath uh, it does increase the amount of cleaning and filtering that happens um, and it warms the air as it goes down into your into your lungs proper. Um, taping is really good if you're struggling with over-breathing or if you're struggling with patterns of breathing. A lot of the taping advocates do say it makes a big difference to snoring. I think the data on that, in fairness, is a little bit sort of less clear and if you have a very congested nose if you're going through what a lot of people are at the minute a bad hay fever season and your nose is blocked then taping your mouth is not the best solution in the world (laughs) so i like (laughs) mouth taping i like it for a lot of scenarios i think it's a really interesting intervention that helps a lot of people is it my cure for snoring no Right. What's your favourite then? What is your go-to cure? What are you reaching for in the cabinet? For me as a clinician, I need to know whether this is a disease or whether this is a social affliction. And if we just stay with simple snoring first, then I'm interested in making sure that people are sleeping on their side and not on their back. I'm interested in making sure that people don't have chronic nasal inflammation or obstruction or draining going down the back of their nose. And we touched on it earlier. If somebody is snoring because they're overweight, then their body is telling them, look, you're at a phase of your life where your weight is too much for your current height. And you need to work with somebody to bring that down to a healthy level because snoring will interfere with Yes, how comfortable your spouse feels in the bed, but also how bright and sparky you feel in the morning and how much you get out of the next day. What should people do then if they do think, you know what, I think, you know, either my snoring is something that I'd like professionally dealt with because it's, you know, affecting the people around me. Or if they're thinking, actually, this is more than just, you know, snoring after a couple of glasses of wine. This is something more. What should they do? If somebody is concerned that they have sleep apnea, there's a number of online scoring tests that they can do just to see if they kind of meet some of the criteria. Uh, So there's one called the Stop Bang, S-T-O-P-B-A-N-G, and there's one called the Epworth, E-P-W-O-R-T-H. And Googling either of those will give you a score. You tap in your your answers to the score and then you will see whether actually sleep apnea might be an issue in in my case or it might not. And then the first protocol, as with any health-related issues, is you're checking in with your GP and you're saying, look, I'm snoring a lot. I think I might be waking up with a start every so often. I am tired in the day. 
I can have a nap when I come home in the evening really easily. I don't have the energy I feel I should have. My partner notices that when I'm in bed at night, sometimes I stop breathing or they have to give me an elbow to kind of get me to roll over and breathe again. And then with usually your GP, you can decide, look, does this require a test to diagnose it? Or is is there something else going on that we can try first, like the weight reduction, like treating any nasal obstructions and so forth? Professor Seamus Lenan, Deputy Medical Director of Beacon Hospital and Consultant in Respiratory and General Internal Medicine. Thanks so much for chatting to us today. Thank you indeed, guys. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9am. Today.